Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, June 27th, 2023. The last vestiges of June. It's almost Canada Day. Canada. Well, I guess it will. No, wait. Will it be? No, wait. The 27th. I don't know how math works. I guess not quite. Canada is uh, Saturday? It'll be Canada Day during the run of the movies we're going to mm. talk about because we're talking about movies True. starting the week of Friday, June 30th. Wow. So it's coming up pretty fast. Can't get any closer than the 30th right there. Well, the 31st, I guess, in some months. But the point is, it's basically <laughs> Canada Day. Yeah. And it will be a pretty wild weekend, probably. Well, we just came off a wild weekend because this is of interest to Mayfair patrons or anyone who lives in Ottawa. But this big festival just happened called Escapade, mm. which I always remember fondly or funnily because... I had never heard of it, was completely naive to it, maybe knew that there was some kind of festival going on, and this was like, I don't know, five years ago or whatever. But you never did spotlights for Escapade. No, <laughs> oh my God. I was biking home from the Mayfair, knew something was happening, and then I start seeing all of these young ladies kind of dressed either like Lady Gaga or sci-fi strippers. and Or new DJ characters you don't know about because we're yeah. too old. <laughs> or big bro dudes with their shirts off. And it was just a mess. And it was just people laying on the sidewalk, people puking, people making out. And it was the summer, so it's super hot. So everyone's got heat stroke mm -hmm. and hasn't drunk enough water. And I am a complete square with drugs. But one thing I know is you're supposed to keep drinking water for certain drugs. Especially on hot days. Like, even yeah. without the drugs, you're supposed to be drinking the water. And I have a friend who did security for them a fellow who's done security here for the mayfair on big events sometimes and he said the backstage was just like a mash unit of just <laughs> cots all over the place because someone's outside for hours and hours and they're at a big concert and they don't got their sunblock on they haven't drank water and they pass out yeah and maybe they're on drugs probably. maybe yeah like i was at quinn's did cinema saturday and then so I was at Quinn's beforehand, you know, not drinking, obviously. I would never drink never. before a speech, but anyway. And so, like, it was pretty dead, weirdly. And this was, like, Saturday night between 9 and 11 kind of thing. And it was pretty dead. It was raining or pre-raining that night. So we went on the balcony, and you could hear the bass was just yeah. insane. And apparently Akon was playing, like, of all people. It was just so random. So I'm like, oh, I, know, I, I know him, you know. <laughs> so, But it was just, like, powerful bass. Then it started raining, and we were sort of like, eh, maybe we'll go inside, maybe we won't. And then we did go inside, and it was like, no, I think it was one other person there. But the, the funny thing was, like, usually, obviously, it's busier, but secondarily, you could tell Escapade ended because then you would just have, like, young people with glow-up rabbit ear type things on, yeah, and yeah. they would come in. And then they would last about, you know, a minute and then leave. At first, we thought it was just like a vibe thing. Like, they were like, wow, this is not... It's like a quaint, quiet little pub, you know, like yeah. an English <laughs> pub, pretty much. And But really, like, when we talked to the waitress, she was like, yeah, my boss said I'm not allowed to serve anyone who was at Escapade. And I'm assuming it's a liability thing. Like, just, you know, if oh, they happen to be on drugs and then you serve them alcohol and something happens or... Yeah. Or just, like, you don't know if they've been drinking, blah, 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 all that stuff, you know. So, it's, on the one hand, it, you know, I could see some of you being like, well, you know, I wasn't doing anything. Like, I went to that festival, but now I just want to drink. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that is... A, and it, but the, the bigger thing, too, is it's one person. Like, she was working alone. So oh my God. I think she was doing the drinks, sales, making the food. Well, I mean, it was like a minimum. And speaking of that, by the way, I hadn't had an official dinner and I knew I would collapse from my speech. So I looked at the five options and I went with the cauliflower wings. They make their own Korean style sauce for them. And oh my God, were they good. This is at Quinn's? Yeah, at Quinn's. I didn't know they had those. They were fantastic. 
Um, Ooh, I gotta ask them about that. But they were like, yeah, and I was, I was like, I can't decide between the two. And then she's like, well, the cauliflower is really good. And I was like, you sold me. Like literally, whatever you said, I was gonna get. And so and they came out with the sesame seeds on top, and like it was on top of the big leaf of lettuce and whatever. Like it looked real. She put a little effort into yeah. because my friend <laughs> mocked me for my choice. Yeah. But I'm like, what was I gonna get? Chicken wings? Like, it's yeah. like that's just a waste. But then you get to the point of couldn't someone just be like, no, I'm just dressed like. Lilu from Fifth Element. I didn't go to that concert. We were wondering. Please give me a burger. It kind of seemed like, well, like I couldn't even get a burger. That was the funny thing. Fries, wings, zucchini, or cauliflower. Those oh, were your okay. options. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, which was fine. I mean, I it was cheaper. I mean, that, that yeah. worked. And chicken tenders. That was the other thing. For an extra $4, I could have got chicken tenders. But I'm like, but that might be slightly too many tenders. I'm like, I, I don't want to feel like garbage later. And the escapade folks, my big thing, I swear, I'm just old man being like, you kids better have your earplugs in and your sunblock on because they, they didn't. Man, that noise! <laughs> I just picture there's folks front row with that. Like if you're hearing it in Vanier, yeah, that's bonkers. But I mean, I wasn't. I was hearing it at Quinn's. Oh, Quinn's, yeah, <laughs> two blocks away. But still, if I was hearing it in Vanier, <laughs> you are you are right, sir. That is that would have been too much. <laughs> so we we survived that. It's just a funny thing when a big event like that comes in. Yeah. It really comes into the neighborhood. I kind of thought there might be some spillover into cinema, potentially. Yeah, yeah. But not really. Like, because even then it's like, you gotta, I don't know. They'd have to know that it's even, like, I think like at that point you're kind of still high on the concert or whatever else. And you're like, not thinking movie. You know, you're walking yeah. by, you don't know what's going on. You know what cinema is, you know? Well, it was in the afternoon. I was working the matinee shift and two young women came in dressed as if they were going to escapade. Okay. And they basically knowingly asked me very nicely if they could use the washroom. And I said back to them, you can, but there's something going on in there. It's a birthday party for some kids. So if you just be sure to be quiet and stay out of their way. And really my tone is don't go in there and throw up because that has happened <laughs> or in the do past. Drugs. <laughs> if they did drugs, that'd even be like a lesser bad thing because yeah. I'm not cleaning up after them at least. And you, you know? don't know either. Yeah, like, I don't know what's going on in there. Just don't say you did it. I don't yeah. know what you did. But they were nice and they, I think they knew they were like, we're going to ask this place if we could use the washroom so we don't have to use the disgusting outhouses at Outdoor Festival. Yeah, well, they definitely, some people asked to use the washroom at Quinn's as well. And, yeah. and I think she let them, but it was kind of, there was like an older guy too that came in who she seemed to know. And then it looked like he had some kids, well, not kids, but to me, kids, you know, with <laughs> them. Olds. And then I was like, wait, is he buying alcohol? For like, what is, the, like, I don't think he was, but it was yeah. just like a weird, one of those things where you're just sort of out of the corner of your eye. You're like, what's going on here, you know? But yeah, so Gwen and I on Sunday went to the competition, the multiplex, and used my free points to go see The Flash. The, the comp- I thought there was a competition at the Cineplex. I'm like, no, what, no. what were they doing? Like, who <laughs> yeah. can play the most movies? It just comes up, and I just say this because it's funny because it happened twice in a row. Andrew went to see Wes Anderson's new movie. We went to see The Flash, and both of us are fairly confident that we watched the movie in the wrong aspect ratio. Was it the same day you guys both went? No, it was, okay. it was like a few days apart. That would have been funny if you saw. I feel like it would really throw Andrew off if you were going to see a yeah. movie the same time he was. And he's like, ah. How dare you? I didn't pay. <laughs> this was a test. <laughs> that is the only way I go to them is that I've got a bazillion free points to go see movies. But I just look at stuff like that and not to besmirch the multiplex, but... That would not happen here. Mm -hmm. We have somebody who checks all that stuff and movies come in different aspect ratios. And it wasn't too bad for The Flash, but just when title cards came up or just their heads were cut off a bit. So it was just a slightly different widescreen aspect ratio 
that is just the push of a different button. Like that's, you know, number 24 instead of 25 on the digital projector. Yeah. But uh, I get so frustrated, stuff like that, especially if I had paid 20 bucks to get in, then I'd be really mad. <laughs> and we've been tricked before where here where we were testing something and it looked right, but then there'd be subtitles and they were cut off halfway through. And you're like, wait, what? Like yeah, how? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I always think that of the multiplex when it's, when it was back in the days of 35 millimeter prints, we would get something mainstream like Harry Potter, not some classic film, some new film. And it was just destroyed <laughs> yeah. because it had been put through the ringer by people who weren't taking care of it. And it's so funny. You would think that would all be fixed now with the digital age, but you're like, nope, things are still getting screwed up. Well, it's it's less surprising because like they've done away with projectionists or even whatever Altogether. you want to call them. Yeah. Like it's basically yeah. just the guy in Toronto, I think. Who that blew my mind. Pushes a button. And yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not great. It's one of those things you try not to think about, and I don't go to Cineplex enough to really care. Yeah. But still. I go like three times a year to see a big movie, and that's about it. Yeah. And yeah, I probably don't go more than three either. Like, I'm going to see The Meg 2 around my birthday because it's playing basically on my birthday, and it's, we went to see The Meg 1 for my birthday. So I'm like, ah, oh, why not? You know, everything else I just wait. I'm like, we're going to get the Wes Anderson movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So like, I'm just like, I'm not that impatient. Like, Andrew. Yeah. Well, and it'll be in the correct aspect ratio here. You know? <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, I suppose somewhat in their defense, he is tricky. Like, uh, yeah. the Grand Budapest Hotel has like four or five different aspect ratios. But speaking of, we got this weird complaint on social media. Two different ones. Two different ones. In, two in different, different ridiculous ways. So one was, if I'm getting this correctly, the person was upset because the multiplex advertised a movie and then they bust a really long way to go to the movie yeah and then got there and the movie wasn't playing <laughs> and the person on hand said something like we weren't allowed to screen the movie yeah or didn't have permission or whatever like i don't know then a week later or whatever the person saw we were screening the movie and leapt to the assumption that mad with power the mayfair <laughs> made the multiplex chain and the distributor go with us instead of them to screen this movie yeah so there's like 85 wrong things and half-truths in there. I can understand the person being frustrated because they didn't get to see their movie, but the thought that little old us would have any power in making Cineplex, which I looked up, has 160 multiplexes in Canada, so that movie would be playing at 160 places, theoretically, yeah. versus us for a couple days. It makes sense for them to go with them over us first. But we ended up getting the Ottawa premiere, but that was just a weird chain of events. And there could be all kinds of other behind-the-scenes thing there where Cineplex ended up getting a new big mainstream movie and wanted to put it on extra screens. There's all kinds of stuff. So anyhow, I basically... My go-to thing is always kill them with kindness. Like, don't write back angrily. Just write mm. back and go like, hey, well, you're mistaken. That's not how things work. We don't have the power to demand anything like that. It's just coincidence that we ended up getting it afterwards. Maybe Cineplex decided to pass on it. Maybe the distributor was late. Who knows? We don't know anything about any of that. <laughs> no, and it's the first I ever heard of it. Yeah. But it was just weird that it's the problem with social media at its worst is that instead of just thinking it over or sending us a little email to ask us about it, went full angry, multiple paragraph. And then and it's always that tone of like, I love the Mayfair, but I'm not going to see this at your theater. And I'm like, well... 
That's not cool. Yeah, but that that was the part that confused me. Cause I'm like, well, why are we getting penalized? Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, who knows what Cineplex did or didn't do? Kind of who cares? I, I understand the frustration, but it's like, I mean, there's three weeks difference between when they were going to play it and we are playing it. So it's plenty of time to figure that out. But And yeah. the real fault is the poor person who bust an hour to get to the multiplex why didn't they have that fixed on their website that they weren't screening it that day? Yeah, yeah, no. I hope they at least got a free movie out of it. Like, here's a free pass for your troubles or something. And I think it was bad. I think it was Orleans to South Keys bus ride or something, <laughs> like, a horrific. I totally understand the anger with that because, like, that's probably three or four buses or something. Yeah, you got to camp out in between. Yeah, like, you might as well just get to Carlton and take the O train at that point. But, I mean, it's unfortunate. And, and I think they kind of cooled off after they thought about it, you know? Yeah. But still, like, that's insane because yeah to me the weirdest part was that we got it instead of them yeah like that never happens we don't literally i can't think of a time that that's happened especially one that they've already advertised no there's times in the past where we have a movie booked i'm trying to think but it's some some kind of mainstream but not you know fast and the furious kind of movie and we will have it booked and then it gets pulled from us because it gets some oscar nominations or something mm. and ends up going to the multiplex for a week or two and then we get it and inevitably do better with it in a weekend than they did with it in two weeks yeah i think there was like book smart or something like, something like that there was yeah. something where like they got yeah, praise it, and it did kind of whatever i mean i don't know the numbers there but just it did like gangbusters here oh yeah we had a pretty good run at Booksmart, 8th grade, you know, stuff like that. Like, we do pretty well with uh, Lady Bird, you know, like oh, all yeah. these. Any, anything like that where it might strangely get a brief multiplex run, but mm. nobody goes to see it. Or any of those kind of cult movies or like a Cage movie where they'll get it and it, you know, will get seven diehard Cage fans going and then we play it and it gets 100 people for four nights in a row. Yeah, that, like that's why I was like excited about He's got one coming out July 28th and I'm like... It's just doesn't seem like it's like a mainly two actors, you know, low budget, whatever, you know, cage thing. Like it looks really fun, but I was like, is Cinema going to care about that? Going into like July 28th, that's like prime summer blockbustery type stuff. Yeah, they might be full because even it's funny, sometimes a multiplex might be 10 screens, but it'll have whatever Guardians on a couple screens, yeah. Spider Man on a couple screens, Flash on a couple screens. Fast and Furious on a couple screens. And so they're not actually playing 10 movies. They're yeah. playing five and they just don't have room to fit in an indie film. And sometimes if I don't I have no proof of this, but sometimes it almost feels like a bit of a troll that they'll be like, oh, yeah, we're taking that movie just to take it. You know, we'll play it yeah. once a night on the worst theater, you know, for, for a week or two or whatever, just so you can't have it again. Not saying that's what they do, <laughs> but sometimes it feels like that where you're just like, come on, we, we would have done with that. You don't care about that movie. Yeah, you're doing fine. You have all those other things, specifically cage movies. I feel like, I, yeah. you know, we should have an obligation to get first refusal of cage films. I have to think, like, imagine if we had the Ottawa premiere of Renfield. Yeah. I think on a Friday, Saturday night, we would do great with it. Definitely. Or if we were just a bit more lucky and a multiplex wasn't within whatever the rule is, 60 kilometers from us or something, mm -hmm. where smaller cinemas in the middle of small towns get to play those movies right away because they are outside of a map of a multiplex. But yeah, Or just let us play it at the same time. Like When a book comes out, you can get a Stephen King book at the mainstream bookstore and the mon pa shop so just just let us both have it it's true yeah unfortunately there's a another theater like 0 0.2 kilometers <laughs> yeah. away like could not be closer sadly that i went to to go see the flash because oh, yeah it was well, free 
I was thinking it was just the 11th, yesterday, 11 years since my second date with my wife, oh. which was Moonrise Kingdom, uh-huh. you know, so it's a fun Wes Anderson tie-in, but more to the point, it was at World Exchange. Oh, so wow. So it's like Which is gone. old-timey, you know, like, I can't, I think the last thing I saw there was Prometheus. So that, that well, yeah, we it. were chatting about that too, about how not that long ago, there were so many more movie theaters and they survived, they worked. More people went out on Elgin Street, on Somerset, in different burbs around Ottawa. There was a ton more smaller little mainstream movie theaters playing the new releases. Mm -hmm. And now they're all gone. We've got one multiplex in central Ottawa that is actually a new multiplex. And then all the other ones are in the suburban outlay Mm -hmm. areas. But yeah, it was such a different time where you used to have those newspaper ads, right? Where you got like a double page spread of all the theaters. I love those two when you see like whatever Critters 2 and it's playing in like 30 cinemas and you're like, wow, really? (laughs) I'm sure it didn't do as well as they hoped that that would do. But yeah, yeah, actually, I think it was Cloud Atlas. I think that was the last thing I saw there, which was we really liked. So, you know, good way to go out. So our other weird complaint was this was actually via phone, not even social media, where someone called to ask about showtimes because they saw them on one of the other Showtime sites. Cinema Clock. Cinema Clock. Yeah. Oh, it actually was. Okay. Which is wrong 50% <laughs> of the time. So they called, but that always frustrates me because especially when it sounds like somebody who is checking a website for Showtimes, is like, just go to the Mayfair website. It's just as easy as checking some third tier website. So I gave them the information, but then it came out that they had a complaint about this movie called Polarized that we were screening which is a romantic drama about two families, one Canadian and one Muslim family new to Canada. Mm -hmm. And it's a lesbian romance between two of the young women in the different families. And they were asking why there wasn't more of a warning on our website about what kind of movie it was. And I was so shocked by the statement that I was kind of taken aback. And the words out of my mouth were something like, You want us to put a warning on the romantic film because two women are going to kiss in it? And then they instantly did that backpedaling of, no, 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 no. Like, I meant the racism. You should have told us about that there was the racism. Oh, it just just got worse and worse and worse. But basically, it came down to me saying, well, the movie poster has two women on it. If you watch the trailer, it's clear what it is. And I forget the tagline right now or the synopsis. It's like women kissing is the tagline. Yeah, You're like, well, yeah. wait a minute. It said, you know, two families, one new to Canada. It didn't say this, but, you know, starts with a <laughs> conflict. But then the two women end up having a passionate romance. All right. But it's bam, right there. Yeah. And then you try to like, I don't know, think the best of people. And maybe they meant, oh, is it an R-rated romance or a PG romance? Is it Crash? You know? <laughs> But then I was like, no, they weren't asking that. And then I got sad. I thought you were saying, is it crass in a weird crass. way? Is no, it no, crash? Like, crash, yeah. Because like, like, that could be kind of a fair question. Like, oh, I'm bringing my kids to this. Is it a David Cronenberg body horror romance? Or is it a family-friendly oh, romance? But that was not the question. It's nothing like that. We, we saw the... I mean, well, I saw the trailer. Even I saw the trailer. So yeah. it's like, come on. And then... I didn't say this because the conversation ended, but my brain <laughs> was like, and this question was asked during Pride Month. Yeah. And I was just, uh, so, so that's it. I, I didn't even know what to say. But... I wasn't able to say something else because we had stopped speaking. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, because yeah. I was shocked. Damn. But, yeah. you know. 
Of course we're not putting a warning on the movie. Yeah, because it's also, because then you just, I mean, it's pretty obvious where you go from here, which is this, you're like, do we put a warning on straight romance movies? Well, that, that's Sh- the Should we too. tell like, LGBT people Oh, such? God. Yeah. Do you want us to be like, a man and a woman are uh, going to kiss in this film? Yeah. Warning. Yeah, it's it's just the whole, yeah, like, when's straight Pride Month or whatever, you know? Like, it's just the uh, whole other garbage, like... Uh, but it was it, yeah. it was interesting because that call came god i think it came on my first shift back from my little road trip back from halifax so you thought someone was trolling you like clowning you or something well, no but we test them i was just commenting to our church group who comes in here i was chatting with one of my church friends and i said i was so happy to see in our road trip back through the states we passed by a number of churches maybe even like four that had the bulletin board outside or one was even like a digital one that had a pride flag And I was like, good for you, small town church. You got a pride flag for Pride Month. And one of them had a little saying of like, you know, we accept everyone, whatever. But to have witnessed that and then to come home and get a call of saying, why don't you have a warning on your lesbian movie? Yeah. It was like, oh, no, people are still the worst. You ran that by the church group before booking them, right? Where you're like, you guys are cool with pride, right? You're the cool Christians. That really was our (laughs) Lee and I's biggest concern. Yeah. Not to be anti any church group sure but just you don't want to walk in and have someone up there being and that's why women shouldn't vote yeah know? yeah no like that's and you know yeah you're like yeah it's 2023 blah 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 blah. you know it's ottawa and all that not i mean sometimes ottawa is not <laughs> but cool then some like stuff. we just screened the starling girl which yeah we watched and it was very good but that's all about it was very well done because it wasn't anti-religion at all like our central character was proud of her religion all the way through the movie this is the one the small town one where she's like okay but people around her were being bad to her you know but we just screened that movie and i always think it's funny when we screen stuff like that and then have a church in on sunday yeah no i mean from what i can tell from what you said they seem to be like pretty open cool types yeah very much i think you would know by mid to late pride month (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah one point we wanted to talk about too what do they call on podcast a non-spawn comment this is not a sponsor we hope they are one day. Non-spawn. But after last week's podcast where we said, oh, this Odd Burger, they must have a vegan option. Yeah, they, they got to have a veggie they, burger they of gotta. some kind. So that night, I'm laying in bed and I go, oh, I should check their menu. So I click on the phone and look. And the first thing I see is a thing called a Whopper with a V. And my brain goes, oh, cool. They got a fake vegan Whopper. And then I scroll a little bit and notice a couple other things. And then I'm like, holy cow, wait a minute. And I hit the all menu button it's all vegan yeah all vegan all it the is time. a vegan shop and it's fake fast food in that right on the nose as i said they have a vopper they have a fake big mac they have a big mac uh taco bell style taco fries they have a fake blizzard Vizards. Vizards. Yeah. the, the vaco <laughs> fries they're like okay you guys gotta stop with doing that routine yeah. everything oh my god so I'm going to clear the menu. I'm going to try yeah. not to do it in one day. Yeah, even I want to do that. And I'm me, you know, like I, I just I couldn't believe it. And, and just the fact like literally, literally for years, you've been saying like, I hope it's a KFC <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they have a vegan option. I hope it's a blank, you know, they'll yeah, have yeah. something. And for it to actually turn out to be a completely vegan restaurant and that could not be closer to here. Oh, my God. Is hilarious. Because, yeah, because I mean, it's funny when I say I'm not picky because, of course, I'm picky. I'm not eating any meat, but... I'm not a picky vegan. So when I walk into a place and they have one option, that's great. I'm happy. They have one burger. They have one wrap. They have whatever. That's all I want. 
but this place where they've got pages of options uh i'm very excited yeah like i honestly am not sure what to try first although i think i'm gonna get the fake big mac with the fries just you know classic try that out yeah yeah but i stopped i think i looked three different times at the website and i had to stop because it's just overwhelming i might work my way up because they have a hamburger and then they have a whopper then they have a big mac true so i might go and get like one and the other and then they have like four different kinds of poutine or french fries and onion rings as well so you can mix that up yeah well and i think they had they had a bunch of poutines and a bunch of fries yeah like because there was ones that weren't quite poutine but they were like deluxe and then also like they had a bunch of breakfast sandwiches oh my god i forgot about that yeah that's what i was excited about when we're doing saturday morning cartoons oh yeah if i can go in there and get a fake mcmuffin and that's honestly because that has been one of my biggest things i'll have a bowl or two of the sugared cereals but like an hour later i just feel like trash god if they don't advertise with us now (laughs) Yeah, we should do that. We should say, hey, do you want to come during Saturday morning cartoons and serve Egg McMuffins from the candy bar? That or maybe we sell like a coupon or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You buy an entry to thing, you get a McMuffin for two bucks or whatever. You know, they can't call it a McMuffin. I don't know. Vic Muffin, I guess. You know what we should do now? We should contact the manager of this one and just get them on the podcast. And we could talk Ooh. about all these ideas. And we know who it is, too, because I found that old article. Yeah, yeah. That was like, because it was it was a woman who wanted to open a vegan restaurant. And then she found this chain called Oddburger, which exists apparently and Josh didn't know, which is I didn't even know. Yeah. shocking. But there's a bunch in somewhere in Ontario. And I guess she was like, well, I'll just do that instead. And that's and they've been looking for a place to go. And then they found it, which is here. Yeah, my friend had been to the one in... I think in Toronto, but I think there's six or eight of them across Canada. Yeah, that sounds right. So there's not a ton, but yeah, we should get them on and trick them into buying ad space. So excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm as excited as you are because we just don't have, like, I mean, I love Panago. I love Targ. Like, I love Black yeah, Square. Yeah. Like, we've got good options, but we do not have something like that. Panago's income is going to go down. Ha. 10 percent yeah and then they, they and they've got a new vegan pizza and yeah. then they made you one and it wasn't vegan <laughs> I know, don't the tell them cheese. yeah i didn't want to hurt their feelings oh, no. it was it was such a nice gesture mm-hmm. to give me a free pizza because they knew i'm a vegan yeah and then i open it up and go wait a minute yeah you look this like cheese looks wrong and you're you were like it does it no and then but got confirmation because gwen had it at home and she's like yep they tried to make you eat cheese yeah you had like your magnifying glass yeah. at it and you're like <laughs> you look like a, a hawthorne or whatever you know not sherlock holmes <laughs> but someone else you know. but yeah so exciting new stuff in the neighborhood and the other thing i know is there's going to be a yoga studio and then something else i don't know how many places is in there if it's four or three well, the opera looks pretty big yeah weirdly. but i think it's just an odd to tetris square you know like i think it's just it looks bigger than it is but yeah are they gonna have actual sit down yeah i, I would think there's three spots i would think yeah, like yeah. Uh, there's probably one more thing and god knows what that's gonna be but we'll oh, find god. out i'm totally gonna contact this person and be like hey you want to come on the podcast yeah. and talk about burgers i'm very excited and then accidentally bring us some burgers or... <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> who knows if what you want to maybe bring us some mcmuffins or a sunday i don't know yeah, your idea okay so let us chat about the movie screening the week of Friday, June 30th. It's an interesting week. It's a small week. We mm-hmm. have no cinema room or Rocky Horror. We have no outside public screening rentals. What that means, it's my favorite kind of week, actually. It means the two new films, we have seven days straight. And then our nine o'clock show is one for four days and one for three days. And there is two cinemas in July. So don't worry. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming. It's just because it's the way the schedule falls. Yeah. But, so we have two new films. The first up 
Another new Canadian film called Bones of Crows, and it is about a Cree code talker who survives her traumatic past in Canada's residential school system and continues her generation-long fight against all this horrible stuff from Canada's past. Yeah, that at first I was like, oh, nice, a Cree code talker. And then I was like, yeah. oh, that sounds heavy. And like, I mean, it sounds good, but it's like, yeah. you never, it's not like a wind talkers type thing here. No. Like not that that was funny or anything, but just. It's a highly acclaimed drama. Man. And of course it is the thing, like every country, but Canada is a great place. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I love that we're playing that on Canada Day. I do love that too. We're not playing Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, we're no. playing this highly acclaimed indigenous film which talks about the bad things that we did in the past and currently in canada but i did read a few reviews it is of course heavy but there's inspirational moments and a really cool central character mm -hmm. so well worth seeing and not just two hours of depressing historical drama yeah i'm sure there are a few light moments as I mean as always as I find the these movies is. like that a lot the heaviest World War II film or whatever still has that moment of just real life in it there, yeah. there's always there's always this weird comedy or just real life stuff I've worked a couple of indigenous festivals in my time and it's one of those things where I got to stand around a couple circles and get blessed essentially yeah or I did one indigenous thing for the museum where it was they had a whale skeleton in it mm. and because it's a revered creature i got this little whale bone not taken from a animal that was killed right. but was found so i have you know a little bit of a connection with that we've had a number of indigenous screenings here hosted by groups that have come in and one was a similar one to this that was a tough watch but got applause at the end where a couple times people had to like leave oh yeah no i was gonna and, say i think the like, indian runner was one of them yeah i, I was working that and yeah a couple people had to come to the lobby because they were just just yeah. breaking down and, and it was so humbling to see it like I, I could never imagine any type of feeling like that you know so i mean it was but people were so good like the people running it like they, they were so like yeah. supportive and just it was so it was really powerful though like so i yeah. mean i'm sure this is gonna be uh, a pretty good screening to watch well and this is why anytime somebody says why does fill in the blank get a parade or a thing this is why yeah yeah <laughs> they've been through a lot seriously yeah i mean it's unfortunately it hasn't stopped yet but you know i mean it's uh, we can just hope every year is better than the last year yeah. i mean as cliche as it sounds you know but it's yeah all... like like you said i am proud that we are screening this on canada yeah, absolutely and for the seven days so if you can't come out that day come see it during the week absolutely then as i always love about the mayfair a very different film we have a dark comedy called You Hurt My Feelings, which is hugely well-reviewed. Yeah. Perfect ratings from the Boston Globe, The Observer, The Washington Post, Film Threat. And it is with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, well, who I think can pretty much do no wrong. Yeah. And it's about a novelist's long-standing marriage is suddenly upended when she overhears her husband giving an honest reaction to her latest book. Huh. So it's a comedy about that, about... When you're in a relationship, when do you lie and when do you tell the truth? When do you criticize? When do you let it slide? <laughs> That's the plot. And it's supposed to be laugh out loud funny, but also a very interesting dramatic take on just a relationship. 
Yeah, and, and it's it's kind of like you know, my wife does not listen to the podcast. Like ah, deep, you're safe then. <laughs> yeah, right. Like deep down, part of me wishes she wanted to listen to it every week, and because I feel like yeah, if it was the other way around, I'd be like, oh, for sure, I'm gonna listen to all that. But also, I don't want her to pretend to listen to us geeking out like she would love that if she's not gonna love that, you know. So it's like yeah, I, I don't always deal with criticism super well, depending. <laughs> so I could kind of see, I could kind of understand like some feelings about that movie. Or, yeah, it is good when a stranger comes up and compliments your work because when a stranger comes up and says, oh, I like the other couple of issues of this comic, I'm going to buy the next one that you wrote. And it's my ongoing joke of like, wow, you're not related to me or my wife or my mom. Yeah. You don't got to pretend to like this. That's really cool. Maybe that means this is actually good. Yeah. <laughs> but God, yeah, I can imagine being just knocked out, as is the plot of this movie, if Gwen was reading Damn Cursed Children and just kind of shaking her head and then put it down and was like, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, and it is nice when you get, because, you know, I'll have some people, like, message me and be like, oh, I really enjoy the podcast, or, like, my friend will text me, like, he listens religiously every week, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and it's kind of nice because I'm like, Okay, because, you, you know, for every, oh, I wish, you know, I wish my family was listening. There's all, all these hundreds of people that I don't know are listening. I'm like, yeah, yeah. is that better? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so then we have two rep house films this week. The first is called La Haine, oh, a yeah. French, a France, French film about 24 hours in the lives of three young men in the aftermath of a violent riot. Damn. This is from 1995. I've never seen this really? film. I've heard of this film. I thought it was older than that. Again, hugely acclaimed Cannes Best Director Award winner, Lumiere Awards Best Film and Director Award winner, Man. Caesar Awards Best Film Producer Editing. So this is one of those little no-budget, black-and-white, mid-90s films that was huge at the time. It was a real big rep house film. I think a real big art house video store film. Yeah. Somehow i just never seen it. And one of those, again, I found a number of reviews from more present day because it's a re-release of just saying how it's still superb and sadly still relevant. It's right. one of those kind of films. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Like for some reason I thought it was 70s or 80s and also Brazilian. So I mean, I uh, I, I do my research before the podcast obviously. Yeah. But still, no, it's funny to think of it coming out the same year as Dumb and Dumber. That's just a random movie I mentioned because Or that it's it was year, a but... black and white film the same phenomena as clerks I, that's what i was thinking which was 94 i think so yeah, yeah so like that same basic time that's kind of what i think too then when i think like independent black and white or like living in oblivion i think was yeah, like about yeah, that yeah. time you know yeah that mid 90s art house 16 millimeter boom yeah but yeah so that's a rarity that you can come see here at the mayfair mm -hmm. and then finally our fourth of four films this week is starring jack nicholson oh. called the passenger Unable to find the war he's been asked to cover, a frustrated war correspondent takes the risky path of co-opting the identity of a dead arms dealer. Wait, wait okay. I don't it know. It seemed like there was an easier way to do that there, Jack. Yeah, I guess he goes undercover <laughs> to find the story that he can't find. I can't, you can't find the war? What, like, how hard? I don't know. This, but this one is 1975. Okay. I've never seen it. One of those no. Jack Nicholson movies, Young Jack, that I've just never seen. 75, is that before Cuckoo's Nest? I think so. Is Cuckoo's Nest like 79? Yeah, so in that era. Yeah. And again, we only play good films. Yeah. This movie is 100% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Five stars from the BBC, four to four from San Francisco Chronicle. One of those highly acclaimed Jack Nicholson movies that just... 
I don't know, doesn't stand out like yeah. Witches of Eastwick or other movies like that. He has a bunch though, like The Last Detail and stuff like that. Yeah. Like he, there's so many that are very highly reviewed, but that the average person just doesn't really know. Yeah, and especially nowadays, even with all the streaming services and places like us, there's some movies that just get lost in the shuffle. And it's just as we keep moving away from 1975 and we're in a world where we have way too much distraction movies being made tv shows being made at a rapid pace there's only so many hours in the day and sometimes you're guilty of like oh i want to watch that brand new cool thing versus going back into the vaults yeah and for all time nicholson is arguably like one of my favorite actors for sure like yeah. i don't know if top three possibly you know and so for a time i was trying to go through his filmography there's so much too like it's oh hard. yeah and even just and uh, like a lot of tv appearances are fun too like the early pre-corman or corman oh i love stuff. that stuff yeah yeah because it's just so like it just breaks your brain to see guys like that and he has that voice you know he's always had that voice you know so it's like it's pretty fascinating to see that stuff and just see him kind of get better and better or at least the material gets better you know and unlike most folks who announce this he actually retired yeah. He actually stepped away. And he could have for years before that. I, I really respected that he kind of just was doing his thing. And like, it's hilarious that he ended on whatever that romantic comedy was with uh, oh, Diane yeah. Keaton, I think. God, I, I'm not going to remember it, but it, it was apparently not particularly great. No, you can't win them all. <laughs> no, but still, like, I mean, he, he was just plugging away. And But like, other wow. actors his age, you look at, you know, Michael Caine or Helen Mirren, they kept going. For sure. Something's got to give. That, I believe that's ah, what it yes, was. Ah, yes, yes. It's sad that I remember that, but that also would have killed me if I didn't think of it. Yeah. But Caine, though, is like, he's a funny example because you're like... Yeah, his quality control was never as good as Jack Nicholson's. <laughs> no, because he's a worker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I can get behind that. You're like, you're but just plugging away. <laughs> he's almost like baseball. Like, I bet you he's batting more than 400, right? <laughs> Probably. Well, because he's another guy, too, where he has a bunch that people don't remember that are very well-reviewed, you know? Like, yeah. And you're like, okay. And then a bunch that people rightly forgot about. Like, Swarm. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 76? That was, like, right around the time of The Passenger. Yeah. That's so a tale of two actors there. You're like, yeah, oh, I could do a little better than the swan, but I'm going to do this. I always say British actors are just like carpenters. They're not going to turn down a gig. They no. just, they're just working. Harrison Ford literally was a carpenter. Yeah. Like right around that time. That was 77 when he said so in 76. He what was, if he retired? That's a hilarious, like, man, between 75 to 77, there was a lot going on there, damn. One of my favorite pop culture multiverses to contemplate is that Harrison Ford around that time was having a really hard time almost gave up and then george lucas peer pressured him into reading for star wars not even getting into it but he just wanted some help reading at the auditions and yeah. tricked him <laughs> and if he hadn't have been cast in that and it would have been treat williams yeah. cast in oh, that boy. instead our old friend treat yeah what an alternate universe. And now Harrison would probably be a, a happy carpenter living in California. Yeah, it's true. Andrew wanted to do a Treat Williams for cinema. He was kind of asking me if I wanted to do it the last second. And I was like, ah, yeah, okay, maybe. And I asked Lee. And the movie that Andrew wanted to play, Lee was like, that's nah, not my version of cinema. That's not cinema. Yeah. No. And he's like, is there any other Treat Williams movie you want to play? And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to go with the thing I was going to play already. And yeah. it was like, I felt bad for Andrew, but I was like, I'll borrow the movie. Like, I want to watch yeah, your yeah, yeah. Treat He brought me two Treat Williams Blu-rays. Oh. What a guy. I love Treat Williams. Yeah. And I can't, I don't remember what one of them was, but he raved about it. So I was like, it's cool. Cool. You know? So that is our movies for the week of Friday, June 30th. A nice short week. Bones of Crows, You Hurt My Feelings, La Haine, and The Passenger. So come see all four of those movies. Yeah, why not? They're all supposed to be amazing, says Josh. 
every single one of them has perfect reviews from various critics, so. We probably should have got one garbage movie as well <laughs> to really offset this. Maybe someday when we start programming bad movies. But as everyone knows, we yeah. have only screened good movies every single time at the Mayfair. And speaking of good movies, we got a big shark poster, which you oh, said yeah. is autographed even. It's, I didn't even notice. We've got a big shark poster that I'm sure Lee brought back from his visit to LA and seeing Tommy. I can't quite read what it says. <laughs> you read some of the words. It says, hey Mayfair. I think it says, come see big shark. Something, something, something. And then something inspirational, like love everybody. Tommy. For some reason, I really love that for Big Shark poster, he put Cumsy Big Shark. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like anybody seeing that poster already would want to see it. It's not like you're like, probably the director, some guy said, you know, see Big Shark. You're like, yeah. you know, I wasn't sold on a movie called Big Shark, but this guy says to see it. So it got to be good. So we don't have a date for that yet, but I imagine uh, pretty soon. Yeah. Like, I guess that does mean we're officially very, very, very likely to get yeah. it. We yeah. got the autograph poster. Come on. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can find out information at mayfairtheater.ca and on the social medias for upcoming movies. And we'll see you back next week as we chat about more movies coming to the Mayfair Theater. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Well, now we get to play Will They Put Vegan Cheese on Your Vegan Pizza or Not? Oh. Half the fun is whether you get to eat it. Michelangelo Antonioni, one of the great film artists of this generation now takes you on a fascinating and spellbinding journey into identity. Jack Nicholson is the reporter, famous, powerful, respected, and a haunted, driven, desperate man. Maria Schneider, the sensual young star of Last Tango in Paris, is the girl who ran with him and for him. What are you running away from? The Passenger, a man who's just found a way out. He's changed places with a dead man, and he is about to begin an odyssey that will take him into that man's life and fate. Robertson is involved in illegal arms traffic in our country. I just sold 5,000 hand grenades, 900 rifles, and a great deal of ammunition to some people fighting a secret war in an obscure part of the world. A world that will never look the same again. Let's go. All right! The brilliance of Jack Nicholson. The beauty of Maria Schneider. The vision of Antonioni. The Passenger. Thank you.